And we're on episode nine of Friday Night Counterattack. We're here for our Christmas episode. Again, it's lazy December. We have nothing really planned besides a Q&A today. And the whole team's back. It's great to see everyone. How's everyone? Well, the, he- the, the headliners are back. It's not just the, it's not the whole team. The headliners are back. Let's get that straight. I, Bruno I Fernandes is the best player in the Premier League. Ali's at the wheel. It's all, it's all, it's all days out here. It's all good. Six two yesterday. Got to love it. It's a fantastic against Leeds. Against against Leeds, a great team like Leeds. And you know what? There's been a lot of people talking about Bielsa being overrated. I just want to sit on this for a moment. I just want to sit on this for a moment. The reason being is Leeds were down. I think it was about three or four goals. Yeah, but they still kept coming at us. They still committed. I think there was one. There were, there were that many goals down, and they had five or six of their players in our half still going at it. If you cannot rate that football... That doesn't mean he's a good manager. No, but yeah, okay, this, is, this is what you've got to understand. Okay, well, this Anybody is, this can is do you, that. He's Anybody not, he's not, he's not overrated. No, 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 they can't. And I'm going to tell you yes, why. They can. Right? Yes, they can. To come, but let me, let, me, let me say, so to come from the championship, so they've just come from the championship from, from last season and to get all of these players on board to play this specific way is... It's one of the hardest things to do for and every single play. The way the way they mark, okay, look, like, look, it's against Manchester United. The world class forwards we've got. Um, okay, they were they were naive. The amount of space they left in the middle. But I, I, and many others, you have to admire, right? The way they play football, the high intensity, man to man marking, the the way they commit their players forward. Their football is they don't have a they don't have a boring game. That do not have a boring game, and for a manager to be able to get every single one of those players playing that way, running at that every single one, there isn't there isn't a let's get that let's get there isn't a slouch, slouch in that team. That's what you have to rate. They lost. If it was Arteta lost six two to Man United, he'd be getting slated. Hundred percent. Right, right, that, that, no, it's fine. just the okay. circumstances, and it's the team okay, that's come from the championship. But then why are we giving that from why, Harry Neville yesterday as well? Sky's no, but let me let me say something. Why why are we giving so much credit to a manager to a manager or like he's coming to the Premier League just for one year, he's playing a bit of attractive football. But in the end, why are they 14th? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with Raheel that, as that, well. That's, like, that's where it comes You look yeah, at uh, well, I'm, well, I'm, listen, okay, yeah, let yeah, me finish. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, now you look at it, yeah. There hasn't been this much hype on Hazen Hutel, who's been killing it for Southampton, yeah. yeah? Yeah. There hasn't been this much hype on Dean Smith, who last week with like last season with Villa, they were in a rele- let's be honest, I don't like him myself, but they're in a relegation battle. Yeah. And literally he's bought he, he bought Ollie Watkins in and they've, they've literally transformed and look at look at the football they're playing now. But nobody will talk about it. Why? Because Bielsa's for a foreigner and he's Argentinian and there's loads of hype on him and he'll, he'll, get, you, just he'll get you he'll get you he'll get you he'll get you uh, followers in the media and stuff like that, but that's how, that's how it's going to be. At the end of the day, how long, how long did it take him to come out of the championship with them? He had many chances to win it, but it, he always flapped at the final hurdle. Yeah, but Raheel, I want to add, add to that as well. Like Liverpool lost, I mean, Liverpool beat Leeds 4 3, and Bielsa got more credit. What a, what, for losing what, a, that game. what a game, what a game that was, by the yeah, way. But, okay, but how, was that, how was that the Bielsa... first game? Was that the first game Leeds had in, in the Premier League? I don't know. It was, but, right? Yeah, probably. But the yeah, way was, he but... went at it, the way they went at it, let me finish it. Let me finish it. Massive balls that takes to be okay, able to okay, go okay, at okay, the okay, champions okay. of okay. Europe, the best team in the world yeah, right so now, in my opinion, it. as much let as it pains it. me to say. Okay, he then let me and Sal speak. Let me and Sal speak. No, first wait, 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 wait. They went there with big balls. And they come back with zero points. Exactly. I'd rather, I'd rather go there okay. and okay. come back with something. Right, let's have speak now. That's a fair zero point. Points. That's a fair they point, can, Rahil. No, I'll give you that one. Let's have speak. Let me, let, me, let, let me say the full statement. So he got more credit for losing 4-3 to Liverpool than Dean Smith got for beating Liverpool 7-2. I agree with that. That's true. And, and the look of, and the look on your face right now just says it all, Larry. Yeah, but shut up. Sh- 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 no, 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 no. no. Let, okay, okay, I'll say it. I watched, I watched Aston Villa play football yesterday against Hawth- um, Hawthorns, against Hawthorns. Baggies, right? Against your team, <laughs> yeah. They, okay. they, were, they were at the Hawthorns <laughs> against against Baggies, West Bromwich Albion, who, who, yes, they are the most closest team to me, yes. But I, I support Man United, as we all know. <laughs> And it was I, I, I could I could have looked. Thank God I was playing. I was going to play football afterwards. Looking forward to that, even though I lost that as well. But anyway, um, thank God I had football after because that match was so boring to watch. 
That's what fine, I'm trying to say about Leeds. Do you expect a team? Do you expect the team to win nicely every game? No. When listen, let me give you an example. Leeds were at home, nil-nil against Arsenal. Arsenal had a man sent off. Leeds could not get a goal against Arsenal. Who, by the way, everyone are talking about getting relegated right now. So this one, I'm trying to explain to you. You can't just pick one game out of it because at the end of the I'm day. Not. No, because at the end of the day, you, right, Sam, it's, you, you can't always win nicely. You can't always win nicely. Some no, games you're going to have to go there and grind it out. Okay. And Villa yeah. still won by three goals. No, they did. What I'm racing is... And I wouldn't want Man United to do this, by the way, because we you, the, the key is to win trophies, win games. And, you know, like we didn't, we didn't win 20 league titles just by playing nice football, right? We didn't. We, 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 we dug out many, many games. So you basically but answered your own question. No, I'm not, I'm, look, but listen to what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say, the reason why he gets so much accolade is the way Leeds play football, they never have a boring game. Never, ever have a boring game. Well, under Bielsa now anyway. And we need them in the Premier League. We need them advertising the Premier League because they never have a boring game. They always play okay, exciting I, football. I understand that. They play could, exciting I just make, could I just say one thing? Actually, no, they play exciting football. But in the end, Arif, what does it come down to? It comes down to how you finish the season. Leeds can play nice, lovely football all season, promote the Premier League, have exciting games. But if they get, let's just say they get relegated, so they finish in the bottom half, what good has exciting football got them? No, no, you're right. But what I'm trying to say, the reason why he gets so much ratings is not is not how many games they win. It's just the way they play football should, and they, and right. they don't I change. Have, They're Brighton, not going to change and you have to rate that. You have, no, to, you don't. You have to rate that. You you rate that. The way no. they play football, they were two, three, four goals against us. Any other team, their heads drop, right? But they kept coming at us, kept throwing at us and they could have, they could have had five or six, we could have had 13 or 14 goals, but they could have had at least five or six goals with the, with the kind of chances okay, so they two had. Things. Look, I've got two things from this, yeah? Well, A, Brighton yeah. play really good football as well, but because it's not BLT, you're not hyping bro. it. The second thing is, either you're a Leeds fan or you're deluded, so pick. <laughs> no, you have to pick one. I think I think Raheel will agree with me on that one. What I'm going to say is, you know, Bielsa has my respect for the way he's managed to drill into every single one of these players to play the way they play. And I think it's extremely exciting to watch and we need them in the Premier League. That's what That's I'm going to end on. It's exciting okay, so to you've, watch. So basically, you've, you've confirmed you're both, then you're deluded and a Leeds fan. Okay. Glory, glory, Man United. That's all that matters. Arif, can I just say one thing? I've missed you, bro, man. You're something else, man. Oh. You're something else. Bro, hey, I, had to start with that. I had to, I had to start with waffler, that. That's what he is. You're the biggest waffler, king of waffling. Just a firecracker getting this episode nine up and running. Everyone's been I love Bielsa, good. man. He's a good guy, man. He's a, he's okay, a good can you guy. stop talking about him now? Please? I'm getting worried. Have you met him before, bro? Nah, but it's just, you know, the way he just talks and, you know, the way he just speaks. He, he talks through a, <laughs> a translator. He doesn't speak English, bro. And then, Mate, yeah, so, so the whatever translator is saying, the way you're speaking I understand. About it, the way you're speaking about it, people are going to think you're sleeping with him the way you're talking about it. <laughs> I think I think it's a great asset, asset to football. That's what okay, can we move on now, please? Screw Leeds, though, but they play great football. If you say so. That's Let's it. keep it moving. Let's keep, keep moving, moving, lads. Then we'll be else this this episode. But no, it's fantastic. We're all back, and we're all we've all had a tough year, and we're just going to keep it easy this episode. We had a few questions on our Instagram, and we've all got questions for each other, and we're just going to have a little Q and A for this episode before Christmas comes about. So the first question we've got from one of our followers was, if you could take over one club, who would it be, and why, and what would you change? We'll start with Salim. Who would you take over? Oh, to be obvious, it'd be Aston Villa. I pick them in every football manager season. I do. Uh, what would I change? Probably nothing. Just follow, you know, Dean Smith way. And <laughs> I mean, he's doing everything right as it is. So, yeah, I'm just happy to keep things going towards that Champions League place we're gonna get, and and that's it. Yeah, honestly, nothing. That's brilliant. Nothing not in things. terms of the players or anything in like, personnel and staff. Nothing at all. I don't know, maybe I'd sign like another attacker or something like that, but mm. I don't know, I can't complain. Nah, it makes sense. I'd probably like yeah, I don't know. I think I think the our weakness is probably like referees and VAR, so I'd probably want the FA to do something about that, if anything. VAR. Were you asleep last season when uh, Villa got, you know, saved by VAR when the goal the ball was in the back of the net and right, it got given for Villa? Were you sleeping then or 
Yeah, okay, so one thing was given for us, but without the 12... But that one thing changed history, because that one thing... Not really. Because because of that decision, you guys are in the Premier League. Otherwise, you wouldn't be. Not really. Literally. Yeah. What about about all the 70 penalties you had last season? Okay, can can we not? Are you really gonna? Are we really gonna have to talk about this? Do we really want to talk about this? If okay, you look at person. the players we've next got person. up front, Martial, Rashford, right? Martial, gonna, you got yeah, but bro, when you know you know when he's at four fours dribbling into the box, yeah, I couldn't give a shit. Like, yeah. When you when you're one on one with the keeper every game and you need flipping twenty chances to put two in the back of the net, a joke, mate. That's a that's a that's a bang fair point. We're talking about uh, getting penalties here and defending against him is very difficult one on one. You know what though, I, I am happy that Raheel's here because me and Raheel give balance towards Arif's sort of deluded behaviour. To be fair, you just got to be straight up and not deluded. To be honest, but yeah. No, nah, but th- what I made was a fair point based on how we get these penalties. And when Marshall is very very good at dribbling, right? And when he's in the box, it's easy to take him down because he shifts the ball so quick. That's how we get these penalties. And so you got you got Bruno Fernandes, who's a stonewall penalty against uh, Aston Villa last season. Stonewall penalty. Um, well, it wasn't. You know, it's, it was, but you know, it's one of it was games. a foul on concept. But okay, yeah, it, it really was. It's just a great. Raheel, have, you, have you ever seen him? Um, have you ever seen Ari spying on you? By the way, <laughs> considering the the new hobbies he's been taking up, <laughs> probably has. I won't be surprised. He probably he was probably doing it in that tennis season. You know, trying to get that win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, we're taking out these cards now, are we? We're taking. We're going to bring out these cards okay, now. We can't. Person, we can't stay to football. Huh? Taking out these cards. Is that what you're going to do? So you're going to go for we, these blows? Okay, yeah? listen. We were talking about which club to take over and how we got to Bruno Fernandes yeah. and, and, and me kicking out. Exactly. Exactly. There we go. Thank you. Okay, next. You know, are we are we talking about taking it over as a um, owner or we a manager? As we an haven't owner. asked you yet. We haven't asked a man- you. Owner. As an owner. Oh, an owner. You know what? You know what? He'll be better at answering this than me as a Man United fan. I probably, I think, I'd go with Raheel. I think Raheel should answer that. I think you say Raheel would take over for you. Okay. No, yeah. no, no. I'm not, I mean, no. But well, if he had, if he had billions, then. Okay. Yeah, so, but... so could I just put something out there then? Like we have zero ownership problem as we have the second richest owners in the Prem. So you have a I'd great ownership. Just, I'd, I'd, I'd love to probably that. just be like a chief exec or something. You know, director earning a big pay and. Just sort of doing transfer business and stuff. I don't know. But if you was if you like was a billionaire, right? If you was a billionaire and you know someone yeah. came to you and said, "You got, you know what? Buy Aston Villa versus," you're gonna say no. No, I'd buy in. I'd buy in. I'd buy in a share or something, and I'd, I'd you know, I'd make. I'd probably like 50, somehow 50, get myself 50, 50 ownership. Yeah, and I'd somehow get myself signed. Or I'd come training every day and stuff like that. <laughs> Go on, c- customize the question how you want. Chief exec, owner, manager, whatever. Go on, Rahil. Rahil, Rahil yeah, Rahil, If he was the, if he was the owner, so you're now taking over the Glazers. What are you, what are you doing? Well, the first thing I'm doing is really giving Edward with his P45, mate. The guy's a <laughs> joke. You mean P? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Why, whatever it is, I need to just have him to go. But you know what? Then again, actually, I wouldn't. I'd keep him just handling sponsors, sponsorship, and all that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I tell him. I tell him he's not handling no more football business and transfer business or whatever. And uh, yeah, I'll go hire a director of football and I'll pretty much leave him. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll basically get Raheel, Ali Raheel, I'll get Ali at the job. Raheel, I've got a better one for him. Just, on. just, make him, just make him become Fred the Red or something. Who? <laughs> that uh, Woodward guy. <laughs> Raheel, um, Raheel, so you're saying right now you'd get rid of Ole like right now, even the yeah. If I, if, I, if I was to walk in the club tomorrow, take over the team, I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, I, t- I told you I'd hire, hire a director of football, obviously. So, and we, I probably wouldn't have time to go buy anyone in January. He'd go and obviously go uh, make a plan for the summer. I'd probably take Ole out of the team right now. I'd uh, go give Poch the money because I think with a proper board backing him and a proper director of football, I think Poch will make wonders. And obviously, I don't get me wrong. I think Ali's doing. Obviously, the table speaks for itself. He's doing decent, but the reason why we're in the position we are is because you look at Chelsea, Spurs, City. They're all inconsistent. Look at our home form. Home form this season. Take away, let's take away everything. If you were to look at Manchester United's home form in the league, you would never think they're sitting third in the table. But it's because everyone around us has been so inconsistent. And don't get me wrong. I'd love it if Ali went this season and put on a title race and won us the league. Or he'd prove me wrong because all season, I'd be, but since he's come, I've been saying I don't want him at the club. And I'd love him to prove me wrong, but I'll be honest with you, I can't see it happening. We're, we're, we're too inconsistent. We've been, but you've seen a bit of a purple patch now. We're third in the table. 
but this is where you get tested. Oh, at the wheel. No, but this is where you get tested. You can, it's easy to get there, but it's about staying there and putting pressure on the, the big. That's what I think. At least we should give him. You, if I was the owner, you should give him at least the end of the season to see why put you game out right now. Yeah, but see, with with right where now, we are now, with where we are now, you could bring Poch in and just change it. It is a big risk. Real, would you have would you have uh, Poch or uh, Zidane? No, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I, don't, all, I, don't, I, don't I, I don't raise the dam that highly. Nah. Yeah, I mean, Zidane's obviously won quite the big trophies, but I mean, Cristiano won the trophies. Poch took Spurs yeah. to the Champions League final, man. You know what I mean? It's Spurs. When was the last time they were in the Champions League final? And I, I wouldn't even talk about getting rid of. It. I wouldn't yeah. even talk about getting rid of any players or anything like that because I think the director of football are probably higher. We'll be able to sort all them problems out. But I would tell him that if he if he's got he's got six months to get rid of Luke Shaw and if he keeps him in the team, <laughs> he's getting the sack as well, mate. Uh next question we've got is why is that guy always in a car? So referring to staff, I guess. Can <laughs> yeah. I add a part B to that question? How come it's always like light where he is, where it's, where it's like it's quite dark? It's old breeds, you know what I mean? Old breeds. No, but the sun's out where these he places. Is. Go on, Sam. Obviously, I'm speaking from a different part of the planet, isn't it? That's what that's what's going on here. But you know, it's old bro. You know what I'm saying? Old breed. Nah, he can't be. Bigness. I don't understand where you are. He's definitely not in the UK. He's in the Sainsbury's no, no. car park, man. We got lighting over no, here. Sun and light. I'm like down Bradford. No, there's lighting and then there's the sun, like daytime, and there's a big yeah, difference. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Faroe Islands. Every Monday, I travel down to Faroe Islands. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely not in the UK. That's what so, I'm saying. You're in a different country, Sal. You're in a different astral plane. That's where you are, Sal. But yeah, that was one of the questions. So that's quite fun. Um, yeah, I, I like to, I like to, I like to sit in the car and do the podcast because uh, I like to keep everything or everything I say. I like to keep it classified. So no one can listen to me. Who's on a podcast where everyone can hear you? Unlike all the streaming services. Ah <laughs> oh, man, what is Go the on. best best goal you have seen live in a stadium? Um, my first ever football game was uh, England versus France at Wembley in 2010 mm. and France were winning 2-0 and Peter Crouch scored this mad goal in the 82nd minute and the whole stadium erupted like for like 10 minutes there was a crazy atmosphere England are going to come back, England are going to come back and that was my first ever football game I've been to so mm. for me that's one of the goals of school. Um, always remember, and that's one of the goals that's best I've seen live. I've seen plenty of goals live, but that one specifically. Um, mine has probably got to be, it's actually Man United versus Middlesbrough. It was in 2016. Uh, they, I think Middlesbrough scored in the 60th or 70th minute. Um, and then we literally scored a goal in the 88th and the 89th. And you know when Pogba scored that goal to make it 2-1? I've literally never felt like that in my life. Like, literally, he scored, right? And I felt like my flipping soul left my body into the skies, man. It was the most incredible. And I've been to Man United Spurs, Man United Liverpool. Um, I've been to some big games, but that just that moment, knowing that, you know, the journey home is going to be a good one, literally, uh, that feeling, like, only, only football can give me that feeling. So, although it wasn't the most amazing goal, it was a good finish by Pogba, but... Um, that goal that's the reason why I'm happy to pay 40, 60, 80 I've even paid 150 pounds for a ticket once to go watch these games man it's just it's, there's nothing like it literally nothing like it um, what's the best game you have seen live so I'll start with this one I've seen again loads of Man United games and it's just one of those things that we always get classed as glory hunters if we don't live in Manchester but we still support them even though we live outside of Manchester but the fact that we actually travel to Manchester all the time is such a mad one to go it's for. It's an effort, man. It's, it's, it is an effort. And like you said, you spend so much money on tickets and fuel and travel and everything, which is fantastic. And we all put in the effort, which is fantastic. So it's going to be... priceless, though, isn't it, Hamza? It's literally priceless, man. You can't match the feeling. Like, the best game I've seen live, it will probably upset a few people, but it's when I went with my sister last season to watch Man United v Man City, the derby. And the fact that me and my sister, from growing up in London, and me and my brother and my sister up in London then we go to watch a game together the three of us it's just a priceless feeling so there's two I would say one is when I went with my sister to watch the Manchester derby and we won 2-0 that Marshall goal and Scott McTominay that was sheer euphoria I'd lost my voice oh, yeah. for three yeah. days straight I normally lose my voice for one day after a Man United win but three days straight and I was doing like a telephone role in my, in my job as well so I couldn't speak for three days 
And I was loving it, just <laughs> screaming like mad when Scott McTominay scored. Yeah. And then the other one, which I, I loved, was when we played Spurs, because as Man United members will know here, the easiest of the big games to get is Spurs and Everton. So we played Spurs against them in... It was the one when Mourinho shushed down the camera and Marshall scored that last-minute goal. Oh, yeah. It was a close 1-0 win. But the fact that the three of us, my brother and my sister, were there as well, that feeling is indescribable. The fact that you've grown up watching Man United together and watching them, like, sharing those memories, watching on TV, Moscow and everything. But that was that was the one for me. And that's something that I remember for the rest of my life. It's amazing. Um, I mean, I've been to quite a lot of games uh, being a season ticket holder, but sort of the best game I've been to live. I'm not too sure, to be honest. I've seen quite a lot of things happen, like, you know, last-minute winners and dominant performances. Wembley wins. Um, dominant performances, I mean. Breaking someone's I mean, jaw. Yeah, that happened as well. Um, I'd probably say the best game I went to live, or probably, like, the, the best feeling I've ever had at a game was probably when we beat Arif's team, West Brom, in that first <laughs> leg of the playoff, in the in the playoff for the championship semi final. So I remember us. So we, we just won sort of ten games, and then we we lost, but then we drew one, and then we lost one or something like that. And um, it was the first game of the playoff, and uh, West Brom scored. Dwight Gale scored off a mistake, mm. and they went one nil up. And then they literally just defended from the sixteenth minute onwards. They just parked the bus. And uh, they just wasted time from everything, from throwings and, you know, they just had a, like, low block. They had, zero, like, zero intention to even get out of the half. As long as they just wanted to hit us on the break and we kept going and going and going. And then, like, Connor, Connor popped up, Hurian, like, outside the box with an absolute worldie. And uh, it was just, like, unmatched feeling. And obviously, we went on to win the game 2-1. It was just like, I don't know, at one point, the hope started to fade, like, oh, are we actually going to score today? Are West Brom going to get another one? What's going to happen? Is Grealish going to leave after this? Tammy's obviously not going to be there next season. There were just so many thoughts in, in my head at 1-0 down, but it just shows that, like, it's never over. Well, obviously, even with a goal, it's never over. But it's just that when you see teams just wasting time, you know, from the start, like, you're not even making any chances or anything. Can I just say those yeah. are the best moments as a fan in the stadium? when they're putting that low block on and you get past them and you get the last laugh at the end of the game. That is the best feeling. Yeah, like, I think I think the best thing is when they've been, like, wasting time all game and then all of a sudden they're, like, hurrying stuff up. It's the best one, to be honest. But, yeah, I mean, that's the one on top off the top of my head I'd probably have to go for. What's your earliest football in memory? Is that, uh, in, as in the uh, professional, professional standpoint? Either or. Playing in the garden, going to a game, watching football on TV. Go for it. They're quite open, these questions. Uh, Earliest football memory. Oh, this is a this is a tough one, man. Wasn't it that time yeah, down at the Hawthorns? Sky <laughs> <laughs> man. You know what? Uh, uh, oh, I don't know, man. Literally... You know what? Have a think. I'll I'll give you mine, man. Go on. I'll, I'll, Go on. I'll, I'll take over. So my yeah. earliest football memory is um, the 2002 World Cup, England versus Brazil. Um, I remember I was in primary school, and our primary school decided to. Um, show the game like live on TV and I think they started at like half seven in the morning or something. Oh yeah, I remember, did that like, same in my school, yeah. Yeah, so I remember like I, me and my friends going to school like half seven in the morning and sitting in the, you know, the reception hall and there's like 50 of us sitting there watching England versus Brazil and I just remember that entire game uh, when I think, was it Rivaldo that scored that corner? Um, uh, it wasn't the corner, on one, and then in the second half, Ronaldinho loops Seaman as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, so, that. So that that was like when I was six, seven years old. So that's that's my earliest football memory. But yeah, mine one was going to Old Trafford with my uncle who lives in in the north and my brother. Went on the stadium tour, and I sat next to Dwight York's shirt. And then I didn't know much about football at the time. I thought I was just going to see my cousins and stuff. And my uncle was like, do you want to go watch a game someday? I'm like, no, I'm good, thank you. I wasn't into football that much at the time. And then he's like, do you support Man United? I was like, no, I don't, because my parents are Arsenal fans, because we're Londoners and whatnot. And then when I was when I was there, I woke up one morning, I was like, where's my brother gone? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's gone to a game to watch Man United. And I think the game he watched, he'll probably correct me after listening to this, but it was that Man United v Arsenal 6-1 in like 2001, where Dwight, scored, Dwight York scored a hat-trick. And we scored like five in the first half or something like that. So we won 6-1. 
And then my uncle came home and he was like, now do you support Man United? Because they won 6-1. I was like, yeah, I will. But I hadn't gone for a game like afterwards as well. But it's just one of those feelings that you just love to learn so many footballing things from your family and your friends around you, which I think that's quite a nice thing to do. Even with this podcast, you learn things about football from everyone on this podcast. You know what? My, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to, I'm going to go at a different angle. When I think about earliest, earliest football memories, and this is more personal, it's, um, I can, I can see myself, I was playing football with like plastic bottles. And you know what the, you know what the crazy thing is? I used to actually really enjoy it. You know, and even, even when, you know, as a, as a kid, you didn't have a football, let's say at school, you know, someone kicked it over or there wasn't just a fo- football available for break time. Even playing with little plastic bottles with three or four of you, for me, was massively enjoyable. Um, so, yeah, it's crazy. As, as a kid, where your, where your imagination goes is, is mad. So that, that would probably be my earliest football memories. I mean, Arif didn't help himself there with the old plastic thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy, bro. Football show me your face in it. it. Show me your face. I can't see your face right now, lad. You're gonna say something. I like, show your face instead of hiding. No, nah, so I just ruined you, you know, because I didn't even think of that while you were talking about it. I was, I was actually, I was actually beeping it, and then Sal comes out with that. Yeah, I was like, whoa, he's playing football like that, and then Sal just comes in. You know, Sal's always there to shit on your prey, Daddy. Yeah, it's one of them ones, man. Which were you leaving now? Yeah, yeah, I'm off. So <clears throat> Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year to all our listeners. Have a good one. Take care, man. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Tell, tell the uh, Indian cricket team I said Merry Christmas as well. <laughs> all right, cheers. Uh, yeah, Vish is gone now. So next question we got was, what was, what's been your lowest moment in football? Again, this is just open to anyone. But in mm-hmm. terms of like, as a footballing fan or as a footballer? As a footballing fan... One of the lowest moments for me, I think as a man, as an England fan, it would be the 20, 2002 World Cup because that was the last time I actually cried about football. After that, I was like, nah, I'm not going to take let football get the best I've, out of I've me. I've shed many tears, man. Nah, I, know, I've never, I, literally, I'd, I, I literally cry every week, to be honest. I'd never... I've ne- I've ne- I've never <laughs> well, not cried recently. Yeah, I'd never but I mean, normally I'd cry. I'd never cry for England, though. Yeah, I'd, I'd never shed a tear for England. Even if, lost the world, even if they lost the World Cup in the last minute, United over England all day, man. Nah, man. Yeah. Uh, as a football, as a Man United fan, obviously you got to go with the. I think it's me, be Aguero. I, you know, I would, yeah, I probably would say that Aguero, but I think one one that hurt me more than that, I think was losing in Rome to Barcelona. I think because we went into that final as favourites, and it was Ronaldo's last game for United. Mm. I think just. Losing that game because I think we won in Moscow, and obviously was I, was on, I was, yeah, and it was just one that you expected to. And I think with the with the league, it was more like, you know what, all right, that's fine, we've lost it. But I think by Fergie coming back the next season with Van Persie and pulling that right, don't get me wrong, it still hurts. But I think you still got that fall back on. If City fans ever say, it, but we know Fergie came back, corrected it, and we we beat them to the league, and it was by a good 15, 20 points. So I'm gonna go with losing uh, in Rome. In 2009, Wembley obviously lost. Wembley we lost to them in 2011, but obviously we, Barca were expected to win. So I'd I'd have to say Rome, you know, 2009. I would I would say more Wembley than Rome for me because the fact that they were they were such a an amazing team to see, and Sir Alex Ferguson couldn't do anything about it. Do you remember that shot of him like clenching his fist on the bench, seeing Sir Alex Ferguson after everything has succeeded. He won that 19th league title that year as well. And that was such an amazing feeling to then just go, ah, oh, he can't do anything against Pep Guardiola and one of the best sides we've ever seen in our lifetime. So for yeah, me... That- I, I think that's what probably smoothed it over, is that it literally was the best Barcelona side ever. Mm. 100%. So, yeah, but yeah, I think everyone's just got a different opinion on it. Great goals in that game as well, to be fair. That David Villa. Salvador and Villa got Even Rooney's? Even Rooney's? Nah, I'd, I'd say... Rashford's got a whole traffic in the relegated Villa. That's what Salz is. Well, that, well that, it didn't happen like that. But yes, obviously, my lowest... I'd say that my lowest point... We beat you 1-0 and you got relegated because you lost that game. That was the game to put you down. So you, it was, as, if, was as, like if, as if the previous 20 games didn't put us down already. We only had no, like 10 points. We put the final nail in the coffin. That was a nail on the coffin? No, no. i tell you what you lot did. Yeah, you yeah. The, you know, you basically put the final flower that was left... 
you know, on top of the, the coughing kind of thing. That's, even that's what you lot did. That's even better. <laughs> well, I guess whatever makes you feel happy, I guess. Yeah. I'd say yeah, yeah. my lowest point, my lowest point was um, that playoff final that we lost because um, I just remember being there, conceding early to Fulham and then, like, Fulham should have had a red card, for example, for the stamp on Jack. And, this, guy yeah. talk, this guy can't stop talking about the championship. <laughs> yeah, but no, but no, but it's not just that though. The, 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 there was a second part to that, and that was well, a Steve Bruce should have got us automatic that season. But we lost that playoff. I remember just crying, sat there crying, watching Fulham celebrate, and then obviously knowing that you know the best defender to have played in England is like retiring now, JT, and then obviously needed to see my club like liquidate. I mean, Aston Villa just we we had to we were about to sell Grealish for like three million to Spurs, and we weren't going to exist anymore. So, I mean, who, 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 who would I support if there was no Villa? That was the second part of it, so... Well, the amount, the amount of times you talk about Man United, I've got a bit of a feeling that it could be Man United. Man, you talk about Man United more than you do Villa, to be honest. That, that was... Uh, that's 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 what you said in there was very heartfelt, man. Who would I support against anymore? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like I've never enjoyed a Villa game in my life. I feel that nervous watching every time and sort of part of it. Uh, you know, I... I it's it's that thing, you know, when people when you ask yourself, you know, do you, when someone asks you, do you enjoy watching? And a lot of the times, right? Unless unless your team's up two or three nil, when I, I don't enjoy it. Like before, you still don't before enjoy, you still don't enjoy it though, because you you just it's just that's your team, isn't it? You can't enjoy watching yeah. your team play football. It's like the before the Leeds game yesterday. I was like, I was I was nervous. I wasn't confident. But when McTominay smacked, we were two nil up in three minutes. I was like, okay, we're, we're all good. No, but before United Liverpool game, it's the worst. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. 100%. You don't. You just want the game. You just want the day to be over, regardless yeah, of you yeah. win or lose. Before the game, if you could have skipped to the end of the day, you would. For me, the only time I get nervous is when I actually go to the game. When I watch on TV, you know what I'm like. I'm just there like, oh, I'm just like, <laughs> if it happens, it happens. But when you're actually out the game, because you're preparing <laughs> to go, you're leaving at a certain time. You get there on time, and then you're at the stadium. You can feel it with the crowd around you. Yeah, That's there is added I'm, pressure. That's when, I feel, that's when I feel nah, the pressure. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's more than that. Like, I'll just be, like, looking at stuff all week, like, you know, injury updates and, you know, like, predicted lineups. Like, it's it's just, oh, I don't know, man. They need to give me a job, I think. <laughs> you know the uh, World Cup where Lampard's goal didn't stand? Oh, it was God. like... Oh, yeah. That, oh, you know what? No, that's actually probably that's actually probably mine, to be fair. I'm not even going to lie. You, you know what? Hurt because it would have been, was... been two goals in a minute for England, that if it yeah, went yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, it would have it would have changed the game for Germany. Like Germany would have thought twice of you know coming back and attacking after that. But you know that goal. No, nah, it would it would have changed the game. Is... It would have changed the game. It was two goals in two minutes if it counted. Yeah. It would have changed. It the would game. definitely would have. Yeah. Mm. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So it would have definitely changed the game, and uh, it would have been a different outcome. Uh, but l- seeing Lampard's uh, look on his face when he looked up at the screen and the the ball was like this much over the line. That ref bro, was a that, prick. That I hate up. that ref. Fucking stamp on him, bro. Yeah, Saf, get your okay, loop. We don't condone violence. Can we put that out there? Saf, get your loop. the ref's fault. You gotta, you gotta blame the linesman. The linesman should be calling that ref. Can't call that ref. Probably. No, no, nah, nah, but he, but no, nah, but he, 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 he was, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was against. He was like he was against us for the whole game, man. That's why. Uh, and that just added the flipping cherry on the on the top of the. He game. wasn't going to get anywhere anyway. We had Matthew Upson playing centre back. He was on the score, man. man. Exactly. That has you everything. After everyone, we had to allow Matthew Upson to get us a goal against Germany. Come on, man. Jermaine Defoe scored. Jermaine Defoe scored against Slovenia. We drew to Algeria and Lindley. Unbelievable. And Gerard against USA. And then that was. Oh, listen. We just went back. We, we don't talk. We don't talk. Yeah, about I don't. Gerard. I don't really want to talk about it, to be honest. And then this this is the last question from the audience, and then we can just go to our personal questions. So this one is just a basic one: childhood footballing hero. So who's been everyone's footballing hero? If you've had one, Ooh. David. Be, be, can I can I just say, uh, being a being a Man United fan, where we're pretty much spoiled for choice. I'll go last. Well. I'll go last. My, mine was David Beckham, but I started to learn about footballers in the wrong season. The season, the two thousand two to two thousand three. So after the World Cup and then he was doing sick for us and then he left for Real Madrid. And that was the first time and the last time I bought a Man United kit with a name on the back, Beckham number seven. It was the blue away kit and I loved it and I loved wearing it every other day. And I was just there like, nah, how can he go to Real Madrid? I felt betrayed. And like uh, Rahil mentioned before, something better happens afterwards. And 
we signed a young Portuguese player from Sporting Lisbon and the rest is history. So that was my footballing hero, David Beckham. Don't really have any more at the moment. I love Wayne Rooney from when he played for us and he's been a fantastic servant. But probably David Beckham to start with, earliest footballing hero. Uh, mine's anyone who's played for Man United and plays for Man United. I don't okay, really have so one. So I, don't, I don't have... Uh, if you had to say one... Would you say Sir Alex Oh, Ferguson? it doesn't have no. to be a player. It doesn't have to be I a did, player. I just said Luke Shaw because they go McDonald's together. <laughs> no, no, I've got a better one. I think I think Arif should be um, Gabriel Oberton because they play the same way. Oh, oh my god! Good one, good, good, good one, Sal. Good one, well done. Uh, the, the question you know what? It's, said... it's hard for me. You know, it's 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 it's, it's incredibly hard for me. Man. Being Man United fan, we've had multiple, like so many world class players who've consistently produced great, great moments. Um, as a Man United fan, it's it's difficult, um, but the one that is the most closest to my heart is probably Alex Ferguson to this day because uh, I thought you meant just on the field but if we're, to, if we're talking about right. anyone um, the childhood childhood footballing hero so that yeah was- it's, it's, it's got it's got to be Alex Ferguson like many 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 times a week I watch I watch his videos I watch his, there's always there's this video that was made by BBC Sports Persona- Personality um, that I watch a lot still um, it's got to be Alex, Alex Ferguson like, to this day I think you know what when he's gone I'm going to need that I'm gonna I'm gonna need like time off work and like like it's it's it's, it's gonna be messy man like he, he's he's got to be uh, the most close to my heart in terms of uh, I remember seeing a tweet I, this guy because I, I saw this guy more than my dad like growing up literally I saw this guy more than I saw my own dad like literally um, and the amount of memories and ha- like he literally gave us happiness you know what I mean not l- like just bursts of happiness. So um, it's got to be, it's got to be Alex Ferguson for me if we're going to put it down to one person. Defo. Yeah, I said, I said David Beckham as well. Mm. I don't know there was something, something about his like personality, like professionalism and that, that really stood out to me. And like, even, even the way he used to play football and that like effortless, effortlessly, yeah, it was just too good, man. It was, it was, it was so sick. And, uh, and he just carried on until he came into the game and walked out of the game the exact same way. Like, his 40-yard curling pass to anyone is going into the back of the net. And uh, he's done it many times, even at United, Real Madrid, PSG. He's done it all over. So, he's probably, like, the one that I've... Ver- the first footballer that I actually started watching play. Roy Keane said a good quote about him. He said that all the footballers nowadays with their fancy cars and their expensive lifestyles and stuff are doing it for the lifestyle. It may have been Roy Keane or not, but he said when that was David Beckham, it never affected the training or the game once. He got away with it because he focused on his passion and on his grind so much that he ended up doing so well for Manchester United and all the clubs he played for. So it's it's such a good example as a footballer. And as a It's also down to, I mean, look at the players he had in that Man United dressing room as well. I mean, if he did, he'd get... He'd get absolutely scolded. The fact that he was part of the 92 um, team, the youth team that everyone goes on about, Gary Neville and Paul Scholes as well, they all just grew up together, which was one of those bonding moments in, in the academy, which was fantastic. I just wanted to start with, does that make Bielsa Arif's uncle? And, um, <laughs> my, inter- my, my internet cut out, boys. <laughs> my bad. No, I was going to say, um, for me, there was quite a few players that I really like. Enjoyed watching when I was. Wait, what's that? I heard is Bielsa Arif's uncle. I mean, I don't know what you're trying to get out there. Oh, he's a whole lot of like Fergie more than my dad. So is it like you saw Bielsa more than your uncle now or something? I don't know. (laughs) Just natural progression. You know what? You know what? Just carry carry on with what you're gonna say, man. Honestly. Yeah. So yeah, I think the player that I sort of enjoyed watching as a child, I look up looked up to. There were quite a few players, but that'd be CR7, I think, for me. Probably, I don't know who else is there. There was a point where even like even Rooney, I looked up to quite a bit. I enjoyed, you know, complete football that he was over the. I'm pitch. telling you, this guy's a Man United fan, Loki. I am telling you, that's what I'm and saying. And then <laughs> a lot of like those Prem players that we had, like you know the Lampard and Fabregas, them kind of lads when they were younger coming through. Mm. Even Milner at Villa, actually, he was somebody that I quite enjoyed watching, but obviously he wasn't with us for that, for that long in the end. That was probably the first transfer that we did that sort of hurt when we sold him and sort of downward spiral started. But yeah, it'd probably be them. And then obviously at the moment, it's Super Jack, I'd say. so, And probably won't change from that. 
I mean, he's a great player to watch, Jaguar. Did you see the storm you pulled that court? Are we going to just ignore what he just said? What, what did he say? You were saying Jack Grealish is the greatest player in the Prem at the moment. No, I said he's the best player in the Prem at the moment on form. Okay, bro. Okay, next. Right. Sean Rahil. Rahil, you're on mute. Rahil, you're on mute. This guy's having a laugh, mate. <laughs> I feel like just closing my laptop after hearing that, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, I think if just for me anyway, I can't look past Cristiano Ronaldo. I think I'm like, you look at the how long football's been, like since the first ever game of football has played up until now, this guy is the greatest footballer of all time. And I feel so blessed that he played for the team I support when he started as a kid. You just look at the size of him when he started, the problems he had, like opponents used to come in and want to break this guy's legs. Managers used to say to their team, you're going to go and play against Cristiano Ronaldo. He's going to take the piss out of you. I want you to go break his legs. You take him out of the game. You do what you have to do. Fergie was one of us. He put his arm around him. He taught him how to basically play the English game. You look at him in 2004, and then you go look at him in 2007. The space of three years, the guy just transformed into a beast. He basically made himself play in the Premier League. Loads of players would have come like that at that age and thought, you know what, forget this. I'm going to go to Spain or France or Germany, and I'm going to just play my game. I'm going to stay small. And yeah, I'm just going to play on the wing. They won't be able to catch me. But this guy made himself play in the... He wasn't a Premier League player when he came, but he turned himself into one and it was all down to hard work. And then once he turned himself Mentality. into a Premier once he turned himself into a Premier League player, he thought, you know, this is enough. Now, now I need to turn myself to be the best in the world. And then when he was done with that, and he won the Champions League, he won the Premier League, FA Cup, Carling Cup, basically everything at United. He thought, you know what? I need to go somewhere else. Now he went to he was a dream to play for Madrid. He went there. The guy, you think about it now, he went to Madrid, was Barcelona with the best, arguably had the best team, of like the best footballing team of all time. Ronaldo went to Real Madrid then. If that's not a challenge or if that's not intent, I don't know what it is because he went there and he's gone there. He's broke every single record at Real Madrid. I know every episode is like we're comparing them, but I don't really want to do that because I appreciate both, how good both are. But I think with Ronaldo, he went there, obviously, when Barcelona with the best team in Europe, best team in the world. If you, if you were to ask somebody what's the greatest trio ever in football, they'll probably come out with Messi, Suarez, Neymar because of how good they did. But the funniest thing is what Messi, Suarez, Neymar were at Barcelona... Real Madrid won the Champions League more than what Barcelona did. And that, that's where Ronaldo stepped up. And I think that's, that's what it comes down to. How, how, how much of a stamp this guy's put in, in a long period of time. And I think Messi's the same. I'll always look up to Messi and think he's a brilliant player. But for me, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Purely probably, I'm probably going to be a bit biased because he played for the team I supported. Like um, Hamza said, we lost Beckham. United were obviously in bits. What are we going to do now? This guy turns up against us in pre-season and he's turning everyone over. Remember Ferdinand saying he goes, we come into the changing room at half time and they're all panting and they're all going to Fergie saying we need to go sign that guy. That pretty much states it. Look where he was then. That was in 2003. 17 years later, look what he's doing. I think if they need, I think if they need to write a, a book on Ronaldo, they should come to me. <laughs> I was just going to say, you should write it for him, bro. I think he's I should be mad. And we've made some questions of our own. So I think I'll start with my question for everyone who would you pick in your five-a-side friday night football team well could we make it a six-a-side at least yeah let's do six because we do play six-a-side from who we play with on friday yeah from our group or who would you say in yeah who's the top five or top six you you put me in a bit i I already know why he's asked this question like yeah obvious it's a bit controversial now i'll be honest (laughs) Put it this way, there's one of you on this podcast right now that don't make the cut. <laughs> I'm just putting you out It's fine, bro. It's fine. I, I, I'll take that one. That's probably me. No, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, not you, bro. It's, it's not you, bro. It's not you, bro. It's the deluded one. Let me put it this way. Hamzal having his pure legs, energy up and down, perfect what you need for five side. South, he can play in any position. You tell South, you're in defence, he'll put a shift in defence. You tell South, go up front, he'll run around, score goals. You tell South, go in goal. And South, you South won't want to come out afterwards because he's saving so many goals and he's pumped. He wants to carry on to he concede. And obviously, Salim, the connection, me and Salim are a football. I think we just... I, I, Salim always knows where I'm going to be when I'm playing up front, the run I'm going to make. 
and I think of every time. Every selling place. And obviously, don't get me wrong, Gary. If I think you're good for, uh, I think I'm, I'd, have to, I'd have to, I'd have to replace you in that team with myself. I don't. I think. I think the team. You know what? That's fair. To, you know what? Based I think the team too small you know, for it to have both of us. No, no. You know what? Based on obviously, especially especially last night. Um, I don't. I don't think we 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 can. It's based best who's for us to play on the same team. Rahil, who's your fifth player? So, so so basically, uh, if I had to pick a fifth. We've got Vish, got Z, got Terry, Elliot, Vish P. I'm, pro- I'm, pro- I'm probably going to pick, uh, I think it's Mark, isn't it? The Villa fan. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll probably That's say Mark. Whenever, whenever me and uh, Mark play together, we link up very well as well. Like, I think it's similar to us, where me and Salim play. Like, you don't need to always look at where that person is going. You see him in the corner and you already know he's going to make that run across. And that's why I think I love having Mark playing in front of me. I think he's a pretty good player to play with. I think regardless of who he plays with, He'll find a way to link up with somebody. So he's yeah, that's a very fine. good finisher. Very good finisher, Marcus. I think. And then, if if we need a substitute, I'll put everything just for the sake of it, just to make him happy. I, I'd agree with Raheel on the the team thing. Like, there's so many games where we've been like, I don't know, like even nine three down or something, and somehow we've just turned it. No, it's true. Like, I don't know. It's just a good combination, good link up, and put it this so way: went through, event, it went through one point where me and Salim were on the same team for like six weeks. Arif was getting pissed off, and every week he was bringing two more of his boys. Two more of his Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, we were just, 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 we just, we just giving him L's, and he was bringing two more, two different people the week after. I think, I think Arif lost 18 in a row in that time. Yeah. Okay. And this soon, guy brings numbers as, from everywhere. It's true. Soon as me and Salim start playing, Arif coming in the group chat every Friday. Oh, brilliant game, lads. I performed <laughs> very well. I've got three hat tricks, lads. Yeah, I was, I was amazing, lads. Well, it, it was it was pretty easy to be honest. That's that's why isn't it? it was pretty. Obviously, easy. you didn't have Hamza there play. You didn't have me. You didn't have. Well, Ali well, before. the the game that Hamza played the last time he played, the, his team got panned three times still, and uh, two times yeah. you got panned one okay, time as well. Okay, uh, I wouldn't say panned. It was pretty close. It was like nine three that game. We won that. Uh, you know that's what? You know what? We, we've we've already we've already discussed why that was, but anyway. Barry's gonna yeah. say this one, or oh, like BL say, you know, we were we were nine down and we still went, <laughs> still attacked them. Uh, My listen, uncle BL sure, taught me this. Salah, you sure Arif was at your game on the weekend with his binoculars? Yeah, I think he was. He was he was playing out the lines. Oh, my uncle BL <laughs> I don't even understand him. <laughs> I pull out the Google Translate and I tell him that I love him and all this kind of stuff. You know what? It's, it's good I'm, uh, on this podcast. It's good to see. Is it just right, me? Let's, or have, let's, a... have, let's have yours, Arif. You want to have a team? You know what? To be honest, you got to give, really, give reasons why. I don't Do really want to answer it. I don't why? really want to answer it. <laughs> why not? Okay, you know what? Okay, I'll answer it. So, am I picking six including me, yeah? Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so first of all, I'm I'm in there obviously, and I'm playing up top. I'm gonna have Sal in there because Sal's one of them players where you know when he picks up the ball, he's one of them players you can make something happen out of nothing. Um, and I think you always need one of them players on your team. Um, I'm also having Saf in there because Saf on his day graphs. He's a he's, as Rahil said, he can he can pretty much play anywhere. He's not he's not really that great up front, but any everywhere else is 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 pretty is pretty solid. Um, so that's three. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Neil in there because Neil solid, strong, great great dribbler. Um, he's a great passer of the ball as well, and his finishing is is underrated. He's got excellent finish. That's four. Um, the fifth player I would have Mark again, great finisher. Uh, and the sixth player I would have Rahil. Um, the reason why I would have Rahil is because although we've uh, not, you know, we don't work the best together right now, and I know in the future I can assure you that's going to change. Um, but playing on his team is enjoyable in the sense that, um, uh, the way he shouts at you, so it's always intense, um, and I enjoy that, um, and that's that's why I'd have him uh, as in my team. Um, so yeah, that's that's my that's my six. No, I respect that. Appreciate you. No worries, lad. You know what? Could I just point out that's the first time Arif has not been deluded on this. Ten episodes or something. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not that's 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 not true. But I'll go next. I think it'd probably be us five. Oh, and the reasons are pretty. The reasons are pretty much given by Raheel at the start, to be honest. But I think um, I'd have Arif up top. That left foot, you know, he does damage up there. He holds the ball up well. 
changed his game a bit as well now. I'd probably have I'd have to have Safi in there. He can play anywhere. We have some good banter on the pitch as well. Actually, we've had some funny moments. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in goal. I wouldn't put him in goal by his uh, his last few F and F appearances. I'm just putting that out there. Unless he sorted that out. No, no, no. Like I mean, I've had some funny moments with Saf on the pitch. Like we've we've had a lot of laughs. Like I think once somebody ran into Arif and he went flying. That was probably a highlight. Yeah, Hamza, yeah, I remember Hamza, that. Really. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Hams was um, obviously all running, all action everywhere, box to box. Well, it's not that far, but yeah, he's everywhere. Then Raheel, like, you know, he just makes the game look easy, passes it around, sprays the ball. Great, He's got a great connection. I don't know how, but like, just from the first time we played together, we just sort of understood each other's game. It wasn't like, I don't know, it didn't take us like 10, 12 games to learn. We just, first game and... We just sort of understood that we play that sort of style of football, that like one touch, two touch kind of thing, one twos movement and stuff like that, really. And then for the sixth person, I'd probably go for Zed. Mm. Probably the hardest guy to oh, get yeah, the ball off. He never loses the ball and he just does like oh, body feints everywhere somehow. But yeah, I'd probably just get him in somehow. Yeah. Go on, Saf, finish us off. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I'd have. I'll have all five of us in there. Um, obviously, Arif, both foot. You can shoot with both feet. Like I'm glad, uh, someone, I'm glad, I'm glad someone said that. I'm glad someone said that. Stop! How much did he pay you? <laughs> has he has he promised you a picture with Bielsa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Arif, yeah, both feet. Uh, Sal in the center, obviously trickery. Um, always going forward, can pick the pass and shoot. You know, you can do damage. Uh, Hamza, legs. Like, whoever I see running around all day, that's the kind of player, yeah, that, you know what, I'm thinking, you know, he's, he's, he's going to do damage on the, on, the, on the pitch. I wish um, I could do that, man. That Hamza looks on the time. I've not seen any player score headers like Rahil Brooks. Mm. And apart from that, apart from that, his mentality at the back, yeah, unmatched, unmatched. I've not seen, I've not seen a player shout, screw, um, direct, manage the game whilst playing it like Rahil, bro. I've never seen him quiet. Bro, you don't need to make his head as big as it already is. No, bro. but I think, no, but I think it's a good thing because people don't talk enough when they play football. Like how you can no, play game football without like, communicating. Um, before the game, no. uh, before the game last night, uh, one of, one of one of the players was saying to him, "Oh, you need to, you need to not shout at, as much." And I was thinking, "What the hell?" Yeah, but my point is, yeah, you're not gonna have you're not gonna have Raheel saying it nicely, like, "Oh, Saf, could you drop back?" He's gonna like shout him in it, like, you're not gonna whisper or say like in a nice way. You can't talk. You can't talk on the pitch. You have to. Yeah, it's not personal. You're from you're from three people are meters away from you, like, and you got to get your point across as quickly. I think it's mainly my adrenaline. Yeah, it's not mainly adrenaline. Obviously, we all make mistakes on the pitch, but obviously after the mistake. Real still like man, I can't come back. We go again. We go again. It's like that. This kind of stuff is pushing. I think like... yesterday, yesterday I banged a goal in, and it was a great goal. Let me tell you, I turned him, smacked it with my right, yeah, and then Raheel was still telling me you're still playing shit. Sort it out. And you know that's something that you know that's something that I actually do as well. Uh, when we play F and F, when someone's called, someone's playing shit because it can get to your head. Oh, I've just scored a banging goal. Um, I'm all right now, but. Scored a mad goal and he was like, "Yo, you still playing shit? Sort it out." I was like, "All right." Yeah, but then you scored another good goal where you, you I think you held it up, you turned someone yeah. else on the other side, and you hit him with your weaker yeah. foot, and he went in. Yeah. And I looked at you and I go, "I said to you, why can't you just do that regularly?" That was a very good goal. <laughs> but then for the rest of the game, you didn't do that. Yeah. But I swear, like you know, you you missed it. It was quality, it was comedy goal what Arif did last night. We basically got you only get them one of the free kicks on the edge of the box. And you're, yeah. you're rushing to take it because you just want to find a man free to have a shot. I'm giving it to Arif, who's two yards away from me, yeah? <laughs> and you think with his power and his shot is going in the back of the net because there's no defenders even running towards him. He has yeah. put his foot so much. You know, if you want to 11 aside pitch, he would have gone for a throw in. <laughs> the goal to his left, but he hit his straight. You know what? You know what? Shall I tell you what it was? You know what that game I played in like uh, I played probably my worst games, and I think it was just going from my head, and I was already out of it at that point. The balls come to me, and I just sliced it. I've not even thought about technique or anything, and it's just gone. It's gone somewhere else, man. 
Yes, water under the bridge happened. We go again next week. Maybe not, but you know. But yeah, um, Hamza hasn't said his yet. Oh, my, my, my last player, my, my last player is definitely oh, Zed. My bad. Zed. My last player is definitely Zed. He, he's crossing range, he's next level. And uh, if Rahil run, makes one of those runs forward, he's going to just knock it in with his head. That's it. Game on. Mm. <laughs> he's also good from shooting from his own half as well, Zed. Yeah, yeah. You can shoot as well. You can shoot as Quality. well. Quality. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a statement out there. I think this person already knows kind of how it works in FNF. Arif and I don't really play that well together in football. We have our moments, but we don't play well in the team because I've got my way of pressing from the front all the time. And Arif's like, nah, Hamza, get back, drop back. And sometimes I'll win, sometimes I won't win. But Arif always reminds me of the times when I won't win. And it was like, oh, Hamza, you could have been back and defended. And I think that's just something that we haven't been playing together properly on the same team. Because I'm always comfortable playing against Arif because sometimes I'll win the battles and I'll be the guy to mark him and just get him out of the game. And I do that a lot, and he does that a lot against me as well. The last time he played, he rolled me a good two, three times on his weaker foot, which I wasn't expecting. And he finished it off quite a few times as well. And that's on, that's, that was recorded as well. So you'll see the GoPro footage once everything's once I moved properly into my new flat. So I won't pick Arif because, again, we both know we're, we're not there yet in terms of playing. That's, that's a straight option. I think Arif will agree, would you say? Yeah, 100%, I agree. And again, um, it's nothing yeah. personal or anything. It's just one of those that we not, we haven't clicked just yet, like Lampard. And so you can't you can't have you can't have me on your team if we if we don't play well. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So, uh, just like Raheel didn't. So yeah. mm. in there, I'm going for Saf because the last time I've been seen Safian play, he's been a quality keeper. So we'll keep him in there. Raheel and Salim are, the, are probably the most dynamic duo we've had at FNF in ages. I'd probably go for. Well, me, obviously. So that's what, four of us. And we've got two more. I had to pick me somehow. Um, I'm really I'm really a big fan of Vish P. I think Vish P is a very good player and is very good at... He's quality, man. He is quality. So it's not Vish who's on our podcast. It's another Vish who's just on there and he's got legs for days as well. But he'll take on anyone. He'll take he's on anyone. the best dribbler. He's definitely the best yeah. dribbler. I was going to say, he's so frustrating to defend against because yeah. he's so small... And it's like, even if I'm trying my best to get around him, he's small, but he'll somehow always find a way to have his back. So he's, yeah. he's shielding the ball. And it's just mad, but yeah, he's a very good player that I've uh, missed as well, but gets honourable mention. Very good player to play with and against. And then we've got players like Terry, we've got players like Z, we've got Mark, we've got Elliot. In terms of who I would pick as, as a sixth player, even, even Alvish is quality, but I think I'd go for someone more like, I think you'd go for someone more like Mark as well. Because when you see that on a Friday night football, when we are playing Bielsa football, I will back Arif with this. We are playing Bielsa football, Guardiola football. That it's just amazing to see, but it doesn't happen that often because whenever we have the teams, it's always fair teams and it's never always the same kind of players on the same team, which is fantastic. But that was my team. I mean, one thing I want to say as well is just give an honourable mention to Terry. I think to be at that age, I can't see myself at that age playing football once a week and still running up and down the way Terry does. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Terry. So Terry, if you're watching, you're a brilliant player, mate, and keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah, I can't lie. Like my, probably my dream is to be at like, his sort of level of, fit, of fitness Still at his play. age. I say this instead all the time, of, man, yeah. Instead of having like a dad bod. But I mean, the second yeah. thing is Raheel and his sort of George Best uh, version <laughs> 2 is not really helping. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just a shout out to everyone at Friday Night Football. I'm missing out at the moment not being there. And I want to be there as much as I can, but just one of those things, isn't it, with lockdown and everything. But can't wait to be back. Uh, can, can you guys make Sunday? Because I might make my return, you know. I can't make Sunday, unfortunately. Moving what about back. you, Sal? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting married on Sunday. <gasps> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, are, oh, yeah. you are, oh, yeah. Yes, lad. Is yes, he? Son. Oh, no, he's not. He's blagging. <laughs> Uh, I'd rather come. To, I'd rather play football, though. To be honest, don't. at the same time. Nah, don't say that. Don't, just, just don't, just don't have the other half. You got a bad connection with me. <laughs> <laughs> Mashallah, love it. Raheel predictions, go on. go on. Okay, quick one, Sal. Before you go, I really winning on Saturday. Of course. Boxing day against Palace at home. Yeah, we're gonna win that one. Okay, what's the score gonna be? Two 0 Villa. Okay. No chance. No chance. Uh, no I've got chance. a question for Arif. Yeah. 
don't know what it is. So, oh, go on then, what is it? No, no, see, and I'll be, I'll be honest like, if I'm right or not. I was just going to say that when he sort of listens to Despacito, does he think about his uncle, Bielsa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I've said all I need to say on Bielsa this podcast, um, and uh, I'm not going to answer that question. All right, he didn't deny it. Okay, Raheel, what was yours? No, I thought you were just going to ask him why this all deluded, but yeah. I think I don't, I don't, I don't think everyone's got another 20 hours to be here. I don't think we've got enough time for that one. Yeah, we haven't. I think that, well, that look, debate is whatever happens, you guys have debate. you guys have I know you guys have enjoyed me back on the podcast, so it's one of them ones, isn't it? It was great to have the six of us on today. I know Vish had to leave early, but it was just nice to see everyone before Definitely. next week. Definitely. But yeah, Definitely. thank you everyone for, for coming. Appreciate you all doing it and I'll see you all soon. Thank you very much and take care. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez for Ballando. Man United win three one against Leicester, by the way. Three one. Bruno Fernandez is better than Jack Leash. And Kevin De Bruyne. Best midfielder in the Premier League. Let's go. Bye. Gotcha. All right. Peace, guys. Take care.